Hello, welcome back to Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast. I'm your host, Al Sedano, and today we have a returning host, since we will be covering Marvel Feature 12, which has The Thing, and Iron Man, we have back Chris Matthews. Here I am. Hey, Chris, how you doing, man? Not bad. Hello, everybody. Uh, I think they said hello. I couldn't hear. Oh, I said hello, everybody. I said, I think they said hello. Oh, they did? The audience. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm practicing for my other podcast, The Drink Talk. So, <laughs> I've been drinking for a little while. That's okay. So, I don't quite hear everything the way I'm supposed to. Well, we're talking, Iron Man's going to be talked about today, so drinking makes sense. That's right. This is still pre, pre-dry Tony. I should have a martini in my hand. Yeah, so should I. Well, we do. We have martinis in our hands. The, the listeners cannot see. Oh, that's right. That they can't. I'm drinking Crown Royal instead. But they're martinis. That's right. I forgot they can't see. No, here, have one. Okay, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Like, it's the magic of the internet. Yes. I'll FTP you one. <laughs> oh, I just stated my age, didn't I? Uh-oh. Nobody FTPs anymore. Kill the old one. <laughs> oh. But yes, so we're on to the final chapter of Marvel Feature. Yes. If I'm right. I think so. If I'm not mistaken, after this, it became, well, it didn't become, there well, there became a... We got Marvel 2 in one is the next thing yes, after this. Yes, which I actually collected quite a bit of in my in my ute. In your ute? My ute. You know, the two utes. Two utes. <laughs> Can never say youth right anymore. Because oh, yeah, I that. think you're right. I think this might be the last issue because I know at least this, there's no more thing appearance in here. It is, actually. I, I did. I did the research on okay. that. Okay. That, that's it. That's all the research that you've got out of me is what happened right before this and right after it to the thing. Yeah, because I know for like an issue or two, this was like the tryout almost like for Marvel 2 and 1 because it was like a thing because like issue 11 was the thing in the Hulk and here we got the thing in Iron Man and then next month you have Marvel 2 and 1 starting well why don't you go ahead and hit everybody with a synopsis yeah because it probably would help to tell them what happened then we could actually talk about it alright so here we go I'm going to hit you with the synopsis Marvel feature number 12 had original cover date of November 1973 and went on sale on August 14th, 1973, with a cover price of 20 cents. Written by Mike Friedrich, penciled by Jim Starlin, inked by Joe Sinnott, color by Linda Lessman, letter by Michael Rover, edited by Roy Thomas, and the cover artist was Jim Starlin. Story, The Bite of the Blood Brothers. Our story begins with a very frustrated Ben Grimm, a.k.a. The Thing, marching through the desert after his battle in Marvel Feature 11 alongside the Hulk against the leader and Kurgo. After the fight, the Hulk leapt away, but Ben has to walk home. He's even further agitated when he sees Iron Man fly right over him and keep on going. Iron Man is more concerned with the threat of Thanos and has come to the site where he first encountered him in Iron Man 55 to look for clues. He does not realize that Thanos' lackeys, the Blood Brothers, are there and all ready to take Iron Man out. They put some hurt on Shellhead, who decides to get out while he can. Sadly for him, the Thing has followed Iron Man and they are knocked out when they run into each other. Thanos orders the Blood Brothers to take the two out. 
The Thing comes to just in time and fights the brothers alone until Iron Man wakes up and helps. Frustrated with his lackey's defeat, Thanos zaps him away and Iron Man heads back home, leaving the Thing to continue his lonely trek through the desert. In case you want to read this issue on your own, besides buying the original copy, you can also find this reprinted in The Life of Captain Marvel number 3 and 4, The Life of Captain Marvel trade paperback, The Life and Death of Captain Marvel trade paperback, Essential Captain Marvel volume 2, Avengers vs. Thanos trade paperback, Diafishi Marvel comic Samlung from 2013 hardcover, um, that's a German reprint by the way, Marvel Masterworks Marvel 2 and 1 hardcover volume 1, and on Comixology.com. In 1939, Timely Comics published its first issues. It later changed its name, first to Alice Comics and then to Marvel Comics. In 2014, Marvel polled its fans asking for the 75 greatest Marvel stories from those 75 years and published that list in print form. The unofficial 75 Greatest Marvels countdown will walk through all 75 of these stories every Wednesday from December 31, 2014 to June 1, 2016. Join me, Blaine Dowler, and a cadre of other hosts, including established podcasting greats and emerging talents, as we run through the list, discuss each story in the context of its original release, and determine just what makes it so great. The unofficial 75 Greatest Marvels countdown can be found at Bureau42.com, on iTunes, and on Stitcher. Sorry about your eye. Wow. So put some ice on it, people. Sorry about that. But anyway, I didn't know that synopsis was going to be that heavy. It is, because it's yeah. the bite of the Blood Brothers. Yes. <laughs> yes, because we have Iron Man again getting involved in the life of Thanos, not counting the uh, Captain Marvel stuff with the Avengers, which means the Blood Brothers are back. They are. And they could have taken him out by the second page. Yeah. Or third, I'm sorry. By the, th- by the third or fourth page, he could have been taken out. Yeah, well, that's kind of his own fault. <laughs> I mean, so, okay, so Iron Man's going somewhere in the Captain Marvel 2930, because around there, because at least in 29, we don't see him in it. But we'll just assume he got up from being, you know, taken out by the controller and just. Yeah, they, I, they decided to come over here. I didn't read any of the of the stuff. I, 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 I haven't read. I haven't read any of the Avengers stuff from from prior to this, or the Captain Marvel twenty eight. None of that stuff. So I only had what you know he gave us in retrospect. Well, I mean, yeah, the Thanos has the controller working for him. And he took out the Avengers, mm-hmm. and I have you know that's Captain Marvel twenty eight. Now Captain Marvel twenty nine doesn't have the Avengers in it at all. So we'll just assume that they woke up at some point and decided to start you know being proactive. Yeah. Now, why Iron Man came here on his own, I don't know. Because he's the only one who knew where this headquarters was. Which meant he can't bring any of them with him. Got yeah. it. But, you know, because he's, he's, it's his ego. Well, okay, you know, I, that would make sense. I actually would fit for this, because besides the fact, let's assume there's a legitimate reason why he couldn't go. The other, He was the first to cut back up, and, you know, the others are yeah. starting to wake up, and he, he's like, I'm going to go check that out while you guys get, you know, get on your feet. But why does he not... The thing is, like, what, two minutes away? 
Yeah, he, he's, he's there like within a couple of pages hey, after Iron Man flies over top of him. Dude, we have like one of the worst menaces Earth has ever seen. Oh, no, no, no. Could you use your help? It is the biggest threat Earth's ever faced, not to mention the universe. Yes. Literally, that's what he says. But he doesn't want to grab help. No, uh uh-uh. There can be no help there. Yeah. There's no way I could have stopped. Really? Because if the Earth's going to face its worst threat... Well, he might need all of his power for this, because he doesn't know if Thanos is really there. Yes. Which, of course, is why he didn't bring the Avengers with him. I don't know. (laughs) Or the fact that he that. That's, I mean, he doesn't know the brothers will be there, but he faced them last time. They were too tough for him last time. So, hmm, the bad guy, who even before he got the Cosmic Cube, his lackeys were too tough for me to take on both of them on to get my, by myself. I'm going to go look for him on my own. Yeah. That's a good idea. Well, he kind of figured it would be deserted anyway. He was just trying to pick up clues as to where he might be. I, I figure Tony. I think since this is still pre-Demon in the Bottle story, I think Tony stopped and got a little, <laughs> little drinky poo on the way to uh, you know steady his nerves. From he had a couple of up. shots of Mad Dog before he went. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Mad Dog! <laughs> uh, I have not done that in like fifteen years, maybe more. Now you're dating yourself too. What were you ten back then? Twelve? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had that dog, dog. Drink of junior high. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's college road trips for me. Uh, I don't even want to think about that. I'm gonna go back to drinking my martini <sighs> with two olives, stirred, yeah. not shaken. But yeah, so we get a at least we only get a short flashback. It is. It's a quick one. But it tells you everything you need to know. Quick montage flashback, or at least, well, let me. Did, were you confused by anything there, since you haven't read the Captain Marvel ones, or did that all make sense to you? It no, all... it kind of made sense. Okay, good. I mean, I don't know how Thanos acquired the Cosmic Cube. But it doesn't really matter. He has but, it. Well, you know, and that really upset me, because I was like, if Thanos has the Cosmic Cube, why doesn't he just go, oh, I'll erase Iron Man, <laughs> or or the Avengers, or, you know, you got the Cosmic Cube. Look what the Red Skull did with it. Yeah, but Thanos has his own way. I'm figuring that he just doesn't have full control over it yet. He likes to mess with people. It is. It's the fatal flaw of all Marvel villains. Well, yeah, and Thanos' fatal flaw is that Thanos does not feel worthy. And it's been said many times, Thanos feels unworthy. So he will, all, even if it's almost impossible, he will leave a way for, you know, Thanos is the Death Star, and he, Thanos is the guy who designs the Death Star, and he will always design that little thermal exhaust port. Even though it's only two meters and it's almost impossible to hit. Yeah. You know, so it's like the chance of it being hit is really, really slim. He still leaves it so someone could hit it. True. Because Thanos has uh, issues. (laughs) Yes, he does. Plus, his girlfriend's crazy. Oh, that's where his girlfriend's in this. I was looking before and noticed they they were showing the cast of, of characters that are in this. And they showed Death as being one of the characters. And I'm like, where the hell is Death? I don't even remember Death. And, oh, it's because Death is on the like last page. <laughs> That's why. Oh, she and is? Death. And, of course, she doesn't talk. Oh, no. And he doesn't even talk to her. I, you know, it's like, why did they even have her in there? Oh, yeah, those two panels. Yeah, it's two panels with her in there. Not that you can tell it's a she, but we all know. 
she's a she. Yeah, in Marvel, death is a she. Well, and in DC, death should always be a she. <laughs> but that's I because prefer- I'm a guy. <laughs> I'm sure women the- all think death is guy, but we think death is girl. I think I, I prefer the DC death anyway. Mm. From Sandman. I uh, see. I have, like I was saying earlier, I have yet to read a Sandman issue. Oh, that's right. I'll get all sorts of hate mail on that, but that's okay. Now, if you Google DC Death Sandman, mm-hmm. you'll see why. She's cute. Uh, she's cool. She cute. She's fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, why not? Hey, when Death had skin in Marvel, she was cute. I don't remember that. Yeah, she had skin for a little bit. It was one of those issues I read a long time ago, far, far away. Huh. Yeah. So, but, anyway, so we got Tony's at the uh, old base that he was at where he fought Thanos with uh, Drax in, back in 50, Iron Man 55. Yeah. And the Blood Brothers are there again. And so it's hard to take the Blood Brothers seriously. Like, they just sound – like, the way they're <laughs> talking to each other, they just sound so goofy. Someone else put it best – he thinks of them as like the um, the two little squ- chipmunks. I think they're chipmunks from like the Looney Tunes cartoons. <laughs> oh, after you? No, no, I insist, please. Chip uh, and you. Dale, the Rescue Rangers. Well, not Chip and Dale. It was two other ones. It wasn't Chip and Dale. Maybe they were mice. That's right. Think. Chip and Dale were Disney, weren't they? Yeah, but they're like a Warner Brothers. Like, oh no, after you. Oh, indubitably, I believe you should go first. Yeah, and I'd that's be- how I get from the Blood Brothers. Well, actually, I would like to go back to the opening splash page and the awesome artwork of the thing. Oh, that splash page? Of yes. The, going through the desert? The yeah, that is walking bad. through the desert, it is just, that is my thing. Of, of all the various artworks of the thing and all of its incarnations throughout the years, this is the thing that I mostly associate myself with. I guess it's a lot of it's because the Marvel Toon one had the same kind of look. It's just, it's he's so rocky. I think Starlin did do some of the art for the early issues of Two and One. The main Two and One that I that I remember, I can't tell you the issue number, but it's when he gets the the plague or poison or whatever it was, and like half of his face and stuff start melting off. Oh, it was awesome. It's that, I, I, I think don't know. It's, it's the Marvel Two and One where he is with uh, the oh, is it the Omega Man or? Aquarius, or whatever his name was. Wondar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the guy. Because he had that, like, symbol. Ah. He was wearing white and blue. He looked like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not mistaken, that was the issue he was in with that. It was it was like a two or three issue thing, because he was... It, uh, the thing always comes comes over... Uh, he, he always bests the odds. And that's what I like about the thing. It's It's like the Spider-Man idea of... Of, you know, like one of the things that I love about Spider-Man is when he was trying to get the serum for Ant-Man, and and he was in Doctor Octopus's underground oh, ma- underwater lair, and, and everything was falling in on him, and he's like, "I've got to survive," you know, "I've got to do it for Ant-Man." The quitting thing, yeah. Well, that's the thing, yeah. yeah. I mean, he said the thing is said many times, "I'm too ugly to die," or "I'm too stupid to quit." Yeah. I mean, he may, I mean, he's mocking himself, but yeah, basically, it's like he does not stop. It's like you know Ben Grimm will keep going and going and going until he fi- until he cannot you know he physically is stopped from going anymore. I, I think it's because one of those first issues I ever read that had the thing in it was the uh, was when the thing and the Hulk fought. <laughs> well, I mean this was probably a '70s comic or something where the Hulk was rampaging. I mean not like he's never done that before, but you know yeah. it's 
getting beat by the Hulk, and he's just like, oh, I'm not giving up. His Aunt Petunia won't let him, who's actually hotter than death. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the art in this one is Jim Starlin and Joe Sinnott. Yep. So, and they, I have to say, you're right. This is a pretty awesome splash page. It is. Pretty- I would have that on my on my wall if I could get a hold of that page. Plus, the caption box kind of fits perfectly. It makes sense for Ben Grimm. Uh, the desert sun burns blood red in the southwestern sky, scorching sand, roasting reptiles. And quickly evaporating whatever patience Ben Grimm, alias the thing, might possess. <laughs> and that yep. just like perfectly works for him. It's like it's hot as hell out, and yeah, it's just pissing him off. And when I read the thing on this, the whole reason that he's walking through the desert is because after him and the then the Hulk fought whoever it was, the Hulk can just jump away, but not him. He's got to hoof it because yeah. <laughs> you know he's got all this strength, but he can't jump anywhere. <laughs> I don't understand why, but he's just not a jumper. Yeah, the Hulk has better like muscles or something. I guess you would think the Hulk would just you know kick people all the time. Oh, he hasn't. He's not really. He kind of fell behind in his um, capoeira <laughs> yeah. lessons. That's why. And the thing starts off with the first. The first thing said is, "What a revolting development." <laughs> <laughs> that's just a thing. Not Drew, just that. Drew. It's what a blamed revolt in development. Oh, yeah, that is what a blamed revolt with, development. It's, and it's not revolting. It's revolting with an apostrophe yeah. after the I-N. Oh, yeah, because he doesn't know how to do I-N-G for the most part. Like, I love you know, Later on, talk. it's spending, not spending. It's spending with an apostrophe. Well, they always, <laughs> he's always been written as like, well, it's at least not, almost always, with uh, phonetic spelling, not... Yeah, well, I guess he's supposed to have that New York accent. Yeah, really strong. I don't know, but, but yeah, I I love reading Ben Grimm speak. It's so much fun. But he can bound over the over the sand like a mutated jackrabbit. Well, I gotta leg it out of here. <laughs> the stuff that comes out of his mouth is awesome. It is. Now it makes me want to play Marvel Ultimate Alliance again and play the thing just to see what he says. And that brings us pretty much where we started, because that's where Iron Man flies over him, ignoring him. Yep. I mean, he sees him, but he doesn't... He sees, oh, yeah, he sees him says, I can't do that. What? I can't hang with him. I can't grab him. I can't do anything for him, because I've got to save the universe. Yep. And you can't help. You get the quick recap. And, and then, then uh, you get the Blood Brothers. Blood Brothers have him in his sights, too. But they were not to order to kill him. No, no. And I love the fact that they call they still call Thanos Master Lord. Because he is, he's their master lord. I know, but no, they no one else. Call, everyone else is like just Thanos, and they're they're like Master Lord Thanos. They're not even lieutenants. They're they're the bottom of the barrel. Oh no, they are probably, and they're the ones that think they're like his top ones, though. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's why they call him Master Lord because they're like, well, you, we give you the special. We call you Master Lord. You're not. You master. also notice you're not that Lord. They, you're Master Lord. They kind of look like the thing's mutated step puppies. Yeah, like if he had uh if he had little blood brother babies, that would be it. Yeah, if he had, if he had uh, if he had kids of a green chick with a woman who was a red skin, that's what his kids would look like. Yeah, Cause especially their yeah. heads kind of do have like almost like a rocky look to them. If the thing and and Red Hulk got together, <laughs> that's their that's their bastard love children. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. Even I don't the dog like that believes either. that. The dog's like, that's just a scary thought. Please stop that. 
I don't like hearing about that. <laughs> it's just creepy. Let's see. And then yeah. and then after so they call the old master lord up. <laughs> who's, you know, just chilling out with his cosmic cube. And he oh. looks really uncomfortable in that chair. Yeah, he looks like he he also is wearing shorts it looks like. <laughs> he is. Actually, it's probably I have not. to wonder is Thanos on a throne or is <laughs> Thanos on the throne? Uh, his pants are down by his by his boots. Uh, maybe he's like you know one of the people who take his pants off completely for that. He may have. He may he may have done I a mean, Goldberg. Because it looks like he, in. yeah, it looks like he is sitting there to like look. I'm on the toilet. Okay, you like just take care of this. Oh, and by the way, permission granted. Kill Iron Man and buy me some more toilet paper. Yes, <laughs> the smooth kind because this stuff really hurts. It's like sandpaper. The panel before that, okay? Yes. Do you see what Thanos says in the bottom of the panel? Iron Man is indeed an an annoyance, and Isaac reveals he is a potential... Yeah, you know, when we were reading, uh, when we were talking about Iron Man 55, um, Isaac was was part of the whole Titan thing, and now, uh, from what I've gathered uh, from, from this issue, Thanos is running Titan. Yeah, he took it over. Took so it over. Since Isaac runs, you know, is like the main computer of Titan, he runs Isaac. Now, do you see what I, it says in the bottom what Isaac stands for, right? Yes. Okay. The Integrated Synaptic Anti-Anonic Computer. Now, I looked up... What is anonic? Anonic, because that's the word I don't know. Yeah. Hold on, I'm bringing the page up. I have to say, when I first looked at it, I thought it said anti-avionic. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> okay, it is a negatively charged ion as one attracted to the anode in electrolysis. So it's a positive ion computer. Yeah, so I'm like, so an anti-negative, so it's a positive. Yeah. So, although I guess integrated synaptic positive computer, ISPC, ISP. ISPs. <laughs> it's an ISPs. It sounds like the line from the first episode of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. If you saw that, if you, I don't no, know, watch S.H.I.E.L.D. at all. Remember. I, I do. I watch it, but I okay. Don't well, you remember once I say it, where they ask um, Ward, "What is Shield? What is that?" You know, they tell him, you know, their name Shield. What does that mean? He goes, "I think someone really wanted our name to spell out Shield." Oh yes, yes. When they when they said well, they, that was that, and in, that's what it in, sounds like. It's like it's like we're gonna call him Isaac because that's what it stands for. Oh, what does it mean? We don't know yet, but Isaac sounds cool. Yeah. So we'll figure out some way to make it work out to be Isaac, but it's gonna be Isaac. Was 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 Isaac? Now, if I'm not mistaken, from when we talked before, Isaac is actually Mentor's father in computer form, right? No, no, that's Cro- that's Cronus. Cronus, okay. Cronus is is Mentor's okay. father in cosmic, non corporeal form. Basically, Cronus's origin is the same as Doctor Manhattan from Watchmen. Yes. Okay. Or the Golden or the Silver Age Captain Adam, where they got blown up. And then they mm-hmm. learned how to put themselves together and gain vast power. Instead, what happened was Cronus got blown up and just went, got his mind together and basically went, nah, don't need the body. Okay, so they actually, Isaac's a created thing. Yeah, AI, Isaac's basically, just a, Isaac literally just a computer to, AI thing. Okay, as opposed to one of the titans who has died and then become a computer. Yes. You know, form. I, I was going to ask you if Isaac, when he was, when he was corporeal or what have you, was named Isaac and... <laughs> Guess that's a non-starter <laughs> at this point. Hold on one second. Let me shut this guy up. Sure. Right back. 
This show can now be found on Stitcher. In case you don't know what Stitcher is, Stitcher is Radio On Demand, a free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows, plus discovered from 20,000 others. Available on iOS, Android, Nook, and iPad. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at Stitcher.com or in the App Store. So, anyway, so yeah, Isaac, someone just wanted, Jim Starlin just liked the name Isaac, I think, and he had to think of some way to make it spell out. Because I think that's the way most of the acronyms in Marvel occurred. Because yeah. it doesn't, that doesn't make sense. It's an anti-negative, so positive. Yeah. It's, that is funny. I'm like, okay. Oh, you know, the Blood Brothers have their own, own numbers, too. There's BB1 and BB2. Because after oh. Kill Iron Man, you hear BB2 to Master Lord obeying with pleasure, sire. So, yeah, they they I, love their Master Lord a, a bit too much. It's the only way to tell them apart is BB1 and BB2. <laughs> Doyle. No. That's why the dog's barking, because you named him Doyle. No. You should have named him, like, Sequitar or something like that. Hold on again. <laughs> no. No. Now, as I have been saying, Iron Man rocks, and you should so read the new Invisible Iron Man by Brian Michael Bendis after the Secret Wars. His armor is awesome. Doesn't look great, but I have a feeling it's going to be awesome. I can hear you. Hi, Jacker. <laughs> Uh-oh, I can't hijack, he hears me. Yeah, I can still hijack. He's too far away from the mic to give any type of other opinion on this. So, so yes, in this issue, Iron Man flying over the desert, over the thing, because he doesn't need to, <sighs> flies into the Thanos' and the Blood Brothers' next hideout. Go lay in your bed, come here. Where he should be able to take them all out, but he's only in the Mark IV armor. Had it been Mark VI, Blood Brothers wouldn't have had a chance. Which one's the Mark VI again? I don't know, but it's two two things better, so it would have been a lot better than these Blood Brothers. Well, yeah, because they take they they well they sneak attack him here. Yeah, if they hadn't sneak attacked him, snuck attack him, snuck attack. I don't know. I've been drinking a little bit, so it's snuck attack. If he had not been snuck attacked. Or if he wasn't explaining that he heard a scraping sound above him instead of looking at it. Yes. Well, you know, if, you, if you, it's because it's the Mark IV armor, he can't lift his head upwards. Oh, he can't look up. Uh, yeah, he can't look up yet. That's why the Mark VI would have been better. He just looked up and took him out. I keep wanting to say the Mark VI is probably that silver stuff from the West Coast Avengers run. Oh, the, the silver centurion type armor. Yeah, you're going to make me look that up. I used to have all of that stuff. I'll know later on. <laughs> so I'll come up with it. But as comedic as the Blood Brothers seen before, and I'm not sure if that was just me, my how I view them or what Starlin was actually going for with them, but, I mean, he's when they actually get into battle, he actually does portray them as a threat. I mean... Uh, until you look at the panel where, uh, where he gets kicked, because that looks sort of like they're high-stepping and... New York at the... Uh, Actually, I think they're just kicking him down the stairs, because the panel before, 
they jump down on him and slam him to the ground. Yep. And then you see him, like, they kick him down, like, a little small flight of stairs. So I think kicking him down stairs. That could be. They're just kind of big bullies. They're just, like, knocking him. You know, they knocked him down. They snuck attack. Now they jumped him. Now they kick him down the stairs. Death at the hands of the Blood Brothers. And it doesn't look like his repulsor is doing much because they just take it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they're so close to each other, because if you recall, their proximity ga- gives them strength. That's right. And invulnerability. The fact that that's why he has such a problem with trying to take them out. That's right. And the closer they are to each other, the stronger and more durable they become. Yeah. The more like the thing they are. Which, if I'm not mistaken, that's how Drax and him defeated them was by separating them before. Yeah, I think so. And also, you forgot to forget, like, how, not just not, they're not comedic, I mean, as comedic as they seem to, like I said, at least to me, he's not even looking at me. He's staring <laughs> at the wall. Watch well, up. that's not one of those ten reasons why a dog <laughs> stares at you. He's staring at the wall. Maybe he loves the wall. Maybe he's hoping the wall takes him out or gives him food. You have to explain to the dog that the wall is not a person. The Fantastic Arse is your guide to the Fantastic Four from the beginning of the Marvel Age of Comics in 1961 onwards. Each week, Steve Lacey and Andy Leyland cover every issue, spin-off, guest appearance and cameo, and more. And in 2015, we begin our journey through the decade that Taste forgot, the 1970s. Join us as we take a look at... The departure of Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. The Kree Skrull War. The arrival of Marvel Team-Up. Bill Murray as the Human Torch. Creators including Roy Thomas, George Perez, Marv Wolfman, Jerry Conway... Rich Buckler and John Byrne. And of course, Marvel 2 in 1. All this and more at ffcast.libsyn.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. The Fantastic Cast. Insert catchy tagline here. Wait, what? You think, I, I always think of the Blood Brothers as comedic, but I mean, what they say here, together we'll shred his armors like clothes from a doll and feast on the frail human within. So, I mean, they're not just talking about beating him up. They're like, we're going to eat you. Well, and you know, and this is all Starlin and Frederick who did, or, or it's all Frederick who did, uh, who, who did the writing for Iron Man 55, if I'm not mistaken. I think he did. Because I remember we were talking about him during that because we were wondering if he was like a fill-in or what have you. Yeah. And, and so he's the guy that, that has defined the Blood Brothers up until now. It's just, it's you know, I guess he decided this time I'm taking a more evil slant with them. Yeah, because they're like, we're going to eat you. Slant. We're not going to yeah. beat the hell out of you or kill you. We're, you're our food. I feel bad for not remembering enough about Iron Man 55 to, to remember whether whether they discuss the fact that the Blood Brothers are, like, space vampires. I don't remember. I mean, it may have been it never came into account because they were like, well, we're not going to be able to bite through Iron Man's armor. Yeah. And they never messed with Drax because Drax came in and just, you know, hammered them to a degree. <laughs> but, yeah, so the thing finally shows back up. Yep, thing thing finally gets there. He's like, here's where that glittering tin can man entered. And he thinks Iron Man's like, this is like a vacation house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this must be Iron Man's uh, little chateau out in the desert to keep, get away from all the rest of the Avengers. 
<laughs> Although I like the fact he still thinks that. Like, the place, his base is destroyed. He's like, this is his place for relaxation. He's definitely gone crazy. Probably came here for some peace and quiet. The no good. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just do... thought it... Oh, go ahead. No, go on. I was going to say, I kind of find it hilarious that... uh that Iron Man's like, I'm getting the hell out of here while I still can. And then he runs right into the thing, of all things. Yeah, literally. He's looking behind him. He's like, they're not here. And he's like, it's not clear. He's like, the coast is clear. He goes, good, I've left them far behind. The coast is clear. No, it ain't, you steel brain baboon. Watch where you're, whoop. And that, I like that panel, too. That giant that panel is. of them flying into each other. I know, but it doesn't make my boy Tony look good, so... It doesn't make anybody look good, <laughs> but it's funny, and it's it's cool looking. Oh, wait, in the next panel, though, I've got one of the Blood Brothers has got a green head. Yes, yeah, so do I. <laughs> it must be a little bit of gamma radiation out there. Oh, he got he got a little nauseous. They were on, See, what was on, going on in there was that they were on the um, spa- that Space Mountain. I'm sure they fixed that in the trade. He's yeah. probably got a redhead there. That, that's Space Mountain in there. So, you know, he couldn't take it a little bit. It was a little too much for him. Yeah. The repulsor rays that uh, Iron Man knocked him back with got, gave, got him a little queasy. He got him a little bit of the stomach. He's like, ooh, that doesn't sit very well right now. I just, you know, I, I have to, I, I've got to give props to the artist, though. I mean, that is a lot of rocks to have to draw in all these panels that the thing is in. Yeah. And all the rocks around them, too. Yeah, but it's not that many rocks around him. It's just, I mean, but uh, it's just that's a lot. That's that's I don't know. I, I just that had to have taken a while, you would think. Yeah, because they didn't have computers back then to just you know, hey, I'll cut and paste this over and over and oh, over and yeah. over. You know, it's it's they had to actually sit there and draw every rock and then shade it. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can see the the crease of of the thing's back as he's getting slammed. Yeah, like where his spine is. I guess that's actually the inker that does that, but still. Well, both of them. Yeah. Ugh. Poor Iron Man. He's yeah. all messed up after that. Yeah, after he is that. out, and the thing's barely awake, and the blood brothers, you know, smartly take him out quickly. Instead of, instead of giving him time to recover, they're like, let's knock his ass out. He is but one, and we are two, and we are the stronger. Which is the only thing that lets you know that them being in proximity is... Yeah, because they don't mention not, that in this episode of yeah, this issue uh-huh. at all. You're supposed to, I guess, have already read the rest of it. Yeah. But and then we get to your boy Thanos. Yeah, he's back probably because he tells him, good job, you're yeah. actually using initiative. It's like, and I, I, I am proud of you. You're doing good. Keep it up. Really should be checking out Captain Marvel for this stuff. And of course, then you know why the brother and father, Eros and mentor, are captured. Yes. Well, Thanos is a dick. <laughs> well, he does want to kill like what half the universe. Well, that's um, that's more Infinity Gauntlet. Mm. I think he just wants to kill a hell of a lot of it right now. Yeah. He doesn't have a number yet. He just wants to kill a lot. He's not even going after his kids yet. Yeah. It's little bastard children. Oh, that's right. He does have kids in the new versions now, right? Oh, he doesn't. I think he does. You're right. Yeah, Thane. I mean, because that was the whole thing with the uh, in, where the Infinity stuff came around. The, the, the new the new Infinity stuff. Yeah, the the series or crossover, what have you. I don't know. It, it ran with that other with the annihilation. No, it wasn't annihilation. It was. Uh, it ran with the with the other stuff where the universes were colliding before Secret Wars. Oh yeah. 
you know, because all of the heroes went out to do that, and then that's when Thanos goes, hey, I'm going to go find my kid on Earth. Yep. Uh, that will be kind of exciting. You are planning on doing a podcast about that, right? Eventually. It, oh, Inhumanity, not not Infinity. I apologize. Oh, yeah, Inhumanity, was, that's right. That was the Inhumanity. Humanity. Yes. We'll get to that eventually, but right now I do want to, since I'm actually getting people back, I want to try and, I want to try and at least get to the Starlin era of Adam Warlock. Cause we just recently finished the Adam Warlock still before he was, uh, when he was still on Counter Earth. Oh, okay. But he was, you know, thinking he was Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I remember reading all of that and, and listening to your podcast about yeah. it. And so now, and now then it's the next chapter is the Thanos by Starlin. So I want to finish that and then actually get to the Adam Warlock and Thanos by Starlin, ah. which is the stuff that most people know. That's because they're young. Oh, well, I mean, that's still, well, that's still, no, that's still the 70s. Those damn millennials. <laughs> texting in their movies. <laughs> yeah. You damn kids with your buddy texting Holly music and, and your texting and your hula hoops. Texting and technology. Ha! Pshaw. I read comics when they were but on paper. <laughs> Yes, we say that as we Skype that's, that's as we true. Skype for a podcast, looking at digital issues. Yes, <laughs> uh, yeah. Basically, Thanos is just kind of thrown in here to kind of show that it's part of the Thanos story. He really doesn't need to be, didn't need to be in this issue at all. Oh, I think so. I think he had to be in here. I think he had to be in here so that you know why the Blood Brothers are doing what they're doing. Because otherwise, you'd have only seen the one side of it where they're like BB two to. Master Overlord, and if you didn't know anything about, you know, Iron Man 55, which was, what, a year or two prior? Well, less than a year. Less than a year, then you wouldn't, you know, if you weren't keeping up with every and, and only, I think, one time do they even mention the fact that Iron Man 55 is where you find yeah. you know, this, this originally. Maybe. Or any of the original stuff about it. I mean, I guess you're supposed to be reading Avengers, and then all of a sudden you go, oh, I'd better check out this Marvel, you know, fantasy. Or Actually, what? Avengers right now would have nothing revolving this yet. There's nothing in... Oh, that's true. It was all in Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. Avengers yeah. doesn't have anything until number 125. Right around this time probably would have been, I don't know, Avengers Defenders War, maybe? Perhaps. I don't know. It's been a long time since I checked this stuff out. Let me look real quick. While you're doing that, I will sit here and explain the fact that he holds the galaxy in his palm because he has, Thanos has the cosmic cube in his palm. And all who oppose him must die. Which is, you know, a nice thing to have. Well, the, it's first, useful. the first are the Earthian. I always thought they were Earthers or Earthens, Terrans, but they call, he calls them Earthian. That's what they say on Titan. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's the Titan speech. I mean, you know, I, I say Martians. I mean, maybe Mars people say something else. Maybe they call themselves marsupials. I don't know. Okay, the same month as this issue was Avengers 117, which was definitely the right smack in the middle of the Avengers Defenders. Oh, yes, it was, yeah. So, oh, yeah, you know what? I guess this is the first time that you realize that the Blood Brothers are galactic vampires because they emblazoned it as BB, I'll say it's BB1, decides to try to take a chomp into the thing and can't quite do it. Because yeah, I'm, I don't think they mentioned that in Iron Man 55, like you said. I, maybe they just decided, why are we calling them Blood Brothers? I don't know, it sounded cool. 
The only reason I might have known anything about that was because, you know, I did the research on Blood Brothers and they probably mentioned it in that as opposed to, you know, saying it in the issue. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the, that's the downside of doing these things of like so long ago. I mean, you have the hindsight. But yeah. if you but if you want to talk about what's like what's in that issue itself, sometimes it's like, well, wait, did they mention this already or not yet? Yeah, because it's kind of hard to judge it. But the thing does get the guy. I mean, the guy jumps up behind him and bites him on his neck. I mean, obviously it doesn't, you know, thankfully, can't, you know, luckily through. through. Yeah. yeah, but he gets a nice judo throw on that guy. I mean, he just grabs him and flips him over his neck, over his head. That's pretty cool. And you know that you know the thing went to college with Reed Richards, so he had to learn a few words because then he goes, "You got my corpuscles boiling, you dirty vampires!" And when that happens, his catchphrase comes out: "It's clobbering time!" Oh yeah. Well, I mean, he went to college; he has to learn some words. Yeah, yeah. You can't just be a football star. Yeah. He was a test pilot. He has to at least have some intel. You know, he's got to be smart. star in college, a test pilot. I mean, Ben Grimm had it all going on until he turned Rocky. And then that's when it really started for him. Basically, he was Hal Jordan. Yeah. Yep, yeah. I never thought about it that way. He's Hal he's, Jordan, but he didn't get a ring. He got a Rocky exterior. He's Hal Jordan if Hal Jordan grew up in, uh, you know, the Bronx. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Well, I haven't read Rebirth yet, so maybe he did. <laughs> well, that hasn't come out yet. Oh, it ha- oh, that's true. Or maybe, I'm not sure when this is going up. Maybe it will be out. It came out two months ago. If he's still in there. I don't know. This whole Rebirth thing, it could be Alan Scott for all I know. Oh, no, it's Hal Jordan. They said it. I had to ask. I had to ask. That's when he gets slammed by the, by the what, tree? The bl- yeah, the blood brother <laughs> with like a big log. Where I'm trying to figure out what he fa- where he found a random tree, a fallen tree in a desert. In the middle of the desert? Cause it looks like a cactus tree or something, too, because it's all pokey. It's a, some kind of spiky. You know, that's why, you, you know that's why cactus became evolved into cacti, or the cactus evolved the way it did, was they made the little spiny things and, and hold water, and they, put the little, they had the little spines on them so that creatures can't get the water from them easily. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's why they evolved that way to to hold to be able to keep what they got because it's all about survival in the desert. Well, maybe since this was Thanos' base, maybe he was like messing with plant life and stuff and creating what he could because he was like, yeah, I'm bored. Let me you know mutate a tree. Maybe he's got a horticultural. Maybe he made it on an oasis. But I like this whole page, starting with that first panel where the thing gets you know knocked like a baseball. Yeah. And then the panel below it, too, where he rips up the concrete beneath the blood of his head. Oh, here's where you find out. Your world's gravity makes, makes us stronger, and combined, we are invincible. Yes. So that's, I guess they give a second little thing. So now you know they're space vampires, and when they're combined, they're invincible. But you can't have that for long, because invincible is already trademarked by Iron Man. Who is awake, finally. Mm-hmm. And basically... Battering ram style hits both of them, which I, that's a cool panel too. That it is. Although yet again, I you know nowhere in any of the lore that I have read is Iron Man's face supposedly his faceplate able to make the various expressions that he makes throughout these comics. Oh, of course not. <laughs> the same with Spider Man's eyes and Deadpool's mask. Yeah, well, Deadpool's mask is Deadpool's mask. 
<laughs> so you got to give him that. But yeah, Spider-Man's eyes. You would think that if he could have made something like that, he should have definitely mass-produced that. And then now we fight. Yeah, that's true. And now we finally get both of them fighting the Blood Brothers together. Finally. Yep. Hank Aaron's got nothing on this boy because it's a new ball game and the thing's coming back to bat. But wait, I like you. Some of these um, sound effects. Oh, what we got here? Uh, black. Yeah. Bash, first, first of all, I'm, I Bronx. I'm, yeah, I'm a little concerned <laughs> with that first one. Black. B L A K. I'm like, okay, that sounds a little wrong. No, it's block. Not black, because there's no C. Black. It's block. 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 And we got Bash and Biff, and then Bronx. I don't. The Bronx is kind of weird. That's uh, the Earth itself quivers see? in soul felt pain. As the Earth says, "What the hell kind of sound is Bronx?" I do like how they work that rumble all the way through the four panels as the mountain trembles and breaks. And oh, he's the next one. They're fighting so hard against like that little cliff that it falls on top of them. That's that's just reminiscent of those those Hulk battles. You know, he just destroys the desert. Yeah, it's just the the sound waves of the the, the vibrations of them beating the hell out of each other. Yeah, basically they cause an avalanche, except there's no snow. Which is very surprising that Iron Man's able to survive this because they took him out so easily earlier just by jumping on him and kicking him down the stairs. Maybe he ducked under one of the, bl- the brother. Must have. You know, he let him take the blow and then just shot him. Or the, maybe it's the fact that the rocks got between the Blood Brothers and that caused them to be seem like they're even farther away from each other so they weren't as powerful. Maybe. I don't know. Either way, they either do. way they they demolish the Blood Brothers. They take them down. Yeah, they do their own version of a fastball special, kind of. Yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah, that's right. Because he, oh, he doesn't throw the thing. thing. Yeah, but he takes the thing's hand and kind of like swings them into them. He gives so, them a little extra boost with his little extra his momentum transistors and his muscle and the thing's muscle. And then they both take out the other one. Yep. Poor guy. Yeah. Even more points. Thanos is pissed, so he does something with the two of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. He zaps them. But now we're not sure whether he... I don't know yet whether Thanos brings them to him or he sends them to another dimension or what. He has to send them somewhere because they, they do reappear at some yeah. point. No, they do. Yep. But, you know, for now, I don't know where he does. But like and that's, said, of course, where well, death is. Well, yeah, that's where death is. He sees the Earthmen have triumphed, and then he looks at death. Or is he really... Look- Have you read this Thanos uh, uh, miniseries that I told you to read back in the other one? Which one? Uh, it's the Thanos miniseries where he grows up. Oh, Thanos Rising? No, not yet. You haven't? Oh, see, if, if you knew, then you could understand why this occurs. Well, I don't know whether that is or not. All I know is, though, as far as Jim Starlin and most creators are concerned, De- Thanos is talking to death. Yeah. He probably is. It's like a figment. I don't see. It's almost like it, if you read well, Thanos Rise, it's almost like death is with him from from the get go, from his childhood. And maybe. And I know some people. I think I heard somebody say something about well, death is more like a figment of his imagination. Or it's a figment of his imagination. But yeah, to be fair, yeah. death is just. I mean, he's got the cosmic cube. He could be calling death subconsciously, not even real. You know, yeah. not realize that his figment is now taking on the real. 
Well, here's the thing. He thinks De- it's real. Death is death is really just kind of. I mean, death in the Marvel universe is a personification of the concept of death. It's not really a person anyway. So I mean, it's kind of, it kind of is a figment of the imagination. So I mean, okay. the death that's showing up. And it's like I don't see the difference between if let's say the the um, the Thanos rising. If they say that's a figment of his imagination or not, unless they actually go out of their way to go, no, they don't the, actually say it. Yeah, let's go out of their way to show here is the real death in the Marvel universe, and here's what Thanos is seeing. They're not the same. As if, unless they say that, as far as I'm concerned, it's the same one. Well, according to the Marvel universe, basically death is whatever you believe it to be, because it, to some some it's Hella. You know. Yeah. I mean, think about, you know, if you're if you believe in the Norse mythology in the Marvel universe, then you would see Hela as death. You would not see death as death in the purple cloak as you do now. In in this issue, the glowing Jawa eyes. Yeah, <laughs> glowing Jawa eyes. It does kind of look like a tall Jawa right now. If this ain't Thanos is doing, I'll eat a hubcap for breakfast. <laughs> I wish all of a sudden Thanos would show up and go, I didn't do this. Uh, you know, here's a hubcap. Here's a hubcap, bitch. <laughs> here's a hubcap. You eat that. <laughs> what? You don't want to go in with your promises? Well, guess what? Iron Man is not going to carry you home. Yeah. Um, that took most of my power, and you're too heavy. <laughs> yeah. And apparently... Like you can't just sit there and recharge his solar batteries. Yeah. And nor can I call... Anyone to come get you. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't let Mr. Fantastic know that you're stuck out in the middle of the desert. You're just yeah. going to have to find you a bus station. Or, you know what? I'm Tony Stark, and I'm rich, so yeah. uh, let me use my G- internal GPS, and I'm going to rent a helicopter to come out here, hire a helicopter to come out here and pick you up. I'll call Rhodey up here. He'll come get you. Yeah. It's like, look, here's the direction. Okay, here's your coordinates. Here's the direction you want to go. Go that way. I'm going to hire a helicopter to come this way to pick you up. They'll it's meet still, you along the way. Don't turn. Go straight. Okay. I or, have to. Or he goes, okay. bye. <laughs> I got to look at this front page again. Okay. So let's see. According to this, the uh, it looks like uh, this. Yeah, it's been a few hours because this, the, the blood red looking sun is even is, is almost setting. Yeah. But it looks end. like the exact same scene. Otherwise. It is. Other, other than that, it is. Um. And that's a nice touch. I like that. I wish I could zoom that in a little bit to see if it does. It's not the exact same. Well, you got the rattlesnake on the rock on one side and the the the, the bull, you know, the, the cactus cow. on the other, and the skull in the bottom there. Yep, but the sun is lower. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not the exact. It's like it's the same yeah. scene, just hours later. Because, like you said, the sun's lower. It's a yep. little darker. But otherwise, so, so I guess he had to actually backtrack to get to Iron Man and the. And, and, well, I think uh, he says earlier there, he's uh, like, he's going the other way, but... Oh, he does? I think huh. so. Let me look back. Uh, he does look backwards. Yeah. So, yeah. And he looks like, what's and, the and, one you know, side? And he's like, and, 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 and if you look back in there, Iron Man is like way up high, swooshes down to like within 10 feet of the thing, and then and then just levels off. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Hey, here's my friend wandering through the desert. Yeah. I'm sure he's fine. Well, he probably thought maybe it was Thanos at first, and then went, oh, it's just a thing. Screw yeah, him. Screw that ugly monster. <laughs> I'm facing the biggest threat Earth's ever faced. I mean, hi, Ben. Yeah. 
Oh, poor Ben. But yep. And then they go into the man thing, and I actually read a little bit about that too. Yeah, that's because, Marvel two and one number one. Yep. Uh, basically, if from from what I've gathered, the thing uh, finds a bus station, but because of the fact that he sees an, a, a magazine cover that lists the man thing and goes, oh, that guy's stolen my name, thing, he decides to go to the Everglades and the nexus of all universes and find this guy and faces the molecule man Wait, instead I'll... of going to New York. So Marvel 2 and 1 number 1 basically is like Marvel Feature 13. Basically, yeah. It continues on. It okay, says cool. next man thing, but yeah. Yeah, so it does continue. That. That's pretty cool. I actually like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like it continues yeah, it works the story. Its way out the desert. Now, by the way, for anyone interested in those things, the ones we just talked about, Fantastic, if you look over listen to Fantastic Cast. I was going to say that too. Episode 163, they cover Marvel feature number 11. If you want a different version of this one, 166, they cover this issue. And issue 170, they cover Marvel 2 and 1, number 1. And they cover it from the Thing standpoint, whereas we covered it from the Thanos standpoint. Well, because they are a Fantastic Four podcast, obviously. Yeah. Hence Fantastic Cast. Hosted by proper British people. Oh, they've got British accents? I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Oh, yeah. They're British. Oh, yes. The Thing, he is so cool. <laughs> I'd give him chips and dip any time. Let's have a Guinness. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. And that's the best I can do for my fantastic cast talk. <laughs> uh, so you've got to tell everybody where all the rest of the people associated with with Thanos are this month, right? Since Chris was so nice to provide us with that wonderful segue, we will go right into the Friends and Enemies section. So since Marvel Feature 12 had an original cover date of November 1973... These are the other Marvel books that also had a publication date of November 1973 that either Adam or Thanos had appeared in before. And, by the way, Captain Marvel 29 also had a cover date of November 73, and that's why I didn't do this little feature in either of the two episodes that we did covered that issue in. So, here goes. The Avengers, number 117, by Steve Englehart, Bob Brown, Mike Esposito, and Frank McLaughlin. Holocaust. Part 5 of the Avengers Defenders War. You want to hear more about that? Go listen to episodes 31 and 33. Fantastic Four, number 140, by Jerry Conway, John Buscema, and Joe Sinnott. Annihilus Revealed. Annihilus has waited and plotted, and now the time is right for his fiendish plans to begin taking form. Meanwhile, a frantic call from Sue and her sudden disappearance is the last straw for Reed. Want more for that? Go listen to Fantastic Ass, episode 165. The Incredible Hulk, number 169, by Steve Englehart, Herb Trimp, and Jack Abel. Calamity in the Clouds. Transformed by Modoc's sinister machinations, Betty has become the gruesome bird creature, the Harpy. Out for vengeance against the Hulk, she and the Jade Giant must battle it out. Iron Man 64, by Mike Friedrich, George Tosca, and Mike Esposito. Rock cometh. With the seemingly unstoppable Dr. Spectrum on the scene... Tony is enough to worry about already. Now, due to his moment of weakness, sorry, <laughs> due, due to his moment of indiscretion, he must contend also with Happy's rage. I really should read these things before I just start spa- saying, imagining things that it says. <laughs> Marvel Premiere number 10 by Steve Englehart, Frank Berner, Mike Friedrich, and Krusty Bunkers. 
That has got to be a pen name. Portal to the Past Strange has formally adopted the mantle Sorcerer Supreme, and his first act of business is to tap a close ally to be his new apprentice. His second is to find the location of the infamous Mordo. Huh. So, Doctor Strange actually didn't become the Sorcerer Supreme until the 73? I mean, I knew he wasn't right away, but I thought it was still in the 60s. Did not know that. And finally, Thor, number 217 by Jerry Conway, John Buscema, and Sal Buscema. All swords against them. At long last, Sif and Thor have been reunited, and the gods of Asgard return to the Eternal Kingdom victorious. Their celebration is quickly sold, however, as imposters have usurped the throne of Asgard. Anyone out there really hoping that at some point in this episode I would be blatantly begging you for feedback? Guess what? Here it is. So, you can be super awesome and leave us a review on iTunes. It helps the show get noticed. You can also just send us an email at resurrectionspodcast at yahoo.com. Come visit our Tumblr page, resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com. I put up all the episodes, and I put images from the books we cover and other stupid things and all, all, all links. So just come check it out. You can also check out the similar stuff on our Facebook page. Just type in Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast in the little searchy box on Facebook, and you'll find it. And finally, you can follow us on Twitter. Yes, we actually have a Twitter feed for the show now. Just come follow us at Adam Thanos Pod. Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast is a fan made production, and no copyright infringement is intended or happening or even understood. The opening music for this podcast is Intro Pompeii by Lino Rise, and the closing music is Dark and Dramatic by DJ Puzzle. Both are licensed by the Creative Commons license. You can find Lino Rise at free-intro-music.com and DJ Puzzle at peaceloveproductions.com. Links to both can be found on the Tumblr page.